Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Boulder. I'm also the founder of BBB Success Groups for Ambitious Entrepreneurs and Extreme Growth Masterminds. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the small business owner, desires. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to tune in every Monday and Wednesday for mindset, attitude, personal performance, and of course, business growth. And on Fridays, we do our Friday five-minute fix. Subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Okay, so today's episode is all about the environment. In fact, it's all about your environment, specifically your working environment. It's about the power that your environment has over your personal performance, over your productivity, and ultimately, therefore, over your success in your business and, of course, in your life as a whole. Now, recently, I did a podcast episode where we were looking at how, first and foremost, you are a product of your environment, and then how your environment is a product of yours. In other words, how you take your past and project it into the future and then live into that future and how that can create a potential trap. So I'll put the link to that podcast into this podcast, okay? But you go and check it out. It's basically about being a product of your environment and then your environment being a product of you. Go and check that podcast out as well because it's very much in alignment with what we're saying today. However, what we're looking at today is not just how maybe your product of your environment of the past, but how actually your current environment, your current working environment is dictating to a very large degree your personal performance and therefore the results you're getting out of life and out of your business. Number one, you need to understand this. We have evolved over millions of years to be hardwired to our external environment, okay? So whilst, for example, we have an internal environment, which is our thoughts, it's our mindset, it's our experiences, our feelings inside of us, we also obviously have the external environment, the one we would normally think of as the environment outside of us, and the two things are very much linked together. Now, of course, we know that we could live in a swamp and we could give ourselves a little bit of uh, mindfulness, maybe do some meditation, do some PMA, positive mental attitude, whatever it might be. And we know that we can give ourselves a good experience of life, even if we are living in a somewhat substandard, by our standards, environment. Okay, we know that. We know we can do that. We know that. However, we also know, of course, that if you are in an environment, that is your perfect environment. So it could be a party. It could be loads of people that you love around you and everything else. We also know that you can be miserable even if you are surrounded by, you know, the forests that you love, the trees, the lakes, the 
sea, whatever it is that you love, your the environment that inspires you the most. We know that you can be miserable and unproductive in that environment. And we also know, of course, that you can be super productive in a miserable environment. And therefore, we know that the overriding factor is the internal environment. We know that. This is why so much of what I do at Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, so much of what I do at Success Groups and at Mastermind is working on the internal environment. It's working on your your mindset, your attitude. It's working on your perceptions of yourself, your perceptions of the world around you, your the market, your business. This makes sense, maybe it's your uh, finances, money, charging the right price. Most of the work we do at BBB, most of the work we do across success groups is in our heads. It is in the, uh, or on the internal environment. However, to ignore and neglect the external environment as a big trigger for how we feel inside of ourselves is, uh, is, is, is a little bit, we're in denial. Does this make sense? Okay. So we, yes, we can absolutely. And you should absolutely make this a mission of yours is to enjoy life and to find the, the performance, the productivity in yourself, no matter what is going on around yourself, independent of what's going on out there in the world around you, you should be able to create an internal environment that is productive and high performing and enjoyable and everything else. However, of course, it can become a little bit of a relentless battle to constantly battle those external things in the external environment that are making it harder for us to have the internal experience that we want to have, that internal experience being joy, happiness, but also motivation, uh, motivation, inspiration, aspiration, those kind of things as well. So for me, I talk about this all the time, whilst we are heavily focused on the internal environment, I am all about the sim, um, the, the synchronicity, the symbiotic nature of the internal environment and the external environment and how the two things play off of each other to create your experience of life and, of course, your performance as a human being. So today we are looking at three specific areas of what I would call the environment that you work in. The first one is your physical environment, okay? It's literally where you sit your butt, where you are, whether it's in your house or it might be. So you're watching this, you're a small business owner, so you could be working at your kitchen table. You might have a small home office, maybe you've kitted out the garage, or you've got a garden-type shed that you've done a makeover on and you work there. Perhaps you work from coffee shops quite a lot. Maybe you do some hot desking or hot seating and you go and work at other places like that. Maybe go to the local hotel, local cafe. Um, maybe you do actually have an office already that you you hire or maybe even you own at the moment, depending on obviously where you're at in your own business journey. And of course, it would depend what kind of business you are. So I don't know exactly where you are sitting right now listening to this. I don't know where you work day to day, but I do want you to take stock of that environment and really ask yourself the challenging questions. Does it support you in being who you need to be? In other words, creating the internal experience that you need to have, motivation to be inspired, to have aspiration, okay? To be highly motivated, to be super productive and focused and disciplined in order to get the work done that you need to get done in order to create the success that you want out of your business and, of course, as always, out of your life. Now, you may end up just working in an environment that is kind of the one that was available to you. You didn't really think twice about it, and that's kind of where you now sit. However, the environment that you work in 
can absolutely boost your productivity and your personal performance and your well-being, and it can massively negatively impact it. So the first thing to understand is, what is a productive environment? Now, the rules on productivity actually vary because the rule, in fact, let's go back. The overriding rule on productivity and environment is this. We had it right probably 50 years ago when we were going to an office, lock the door, keep everything outside of that door, okay? That's probably like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, okay? We had it right. And even now, you know this to be true because... When you're up against it, when you're up against a deadline, what do you do? You probably put yourself somewhere quiet, take away all the stimulation, take away the TV, the radio, maybe lock the door away from the family or from other people. If you've got other people working in your business, you shut the door, keep them on the outside. So we know this to be true, okay? So first and foremost, let's look at this. The most productive environment is the quiet, peaceful environment that only has the work that you're working on in front of you, okay? Super focused, it's non-distractive, and you are able to absolutely completely focus on what you're working on. That is the perfect environment. However, just because that's the environment that promotes the, the best productivity, if, for example, you are a solopreneur and you're working on your own and you work at home and the rest of family are off, whether it's school or work or college or university or whatever it might be, and you feel trapped or stuck in a box in the corner of your house, right? Does this make sense? And maybe there's some other junk in there because it's also doubling up as a storage room, whatever it might be. And you go into that room and you say, right, you know what? I'm going to clear all that other crap out like George just said, and I'm going to create this little box that I go into and I can really be super productive. If you sit in that day in and day out, whilst it has the potential to be the most productive environment, it's very possible that actually you end up becoming unproductive because it doesn't inspire you. Does this make sense? It doesn't motivate you. It's the best environment for focus and discipline and productivity, but if it doesn't inspire you, if you don't have that internal chemistry set of being highly motivated, of being really inspired, then of course, you're always going to be a little bit sluggish as well. So actually, when you're looking at your work environment, you're always kind of trying to weigh up these two things. One is what is considered to be and what is the best productive environment, which is the sealed off room, the quiet space with no distraction, everything else. And of course, the emotional factors of how you feel. So here's the thing. If you feel lonely, if you feel uninspired in the box in the corner of your house or whatever it might be, or if you're in an office chair with other people, but you close the door and everyone's on the outside and you start to feel super lonely and miserable and everything else, of course, you're then going to become unproductive. Now, even though there's the possibility in there, okay, the potential to be the most productive you can be, you're not actually being productive because the bottom line is you're not inspired. So then what you do, you take yourself out of that environment, you put yourself into an inspiration environment. So let's take, you, you take yourself to a cafe. It's buzzing, there's people around, there's kids, whatever it might be, okay? Maybe you go to the local park and there's people around. So now you feel much more inspired, okay, by the environment, but obviously it's very much more distracting. And of course, it's also going to have 
the uh, it's going to have a less potential for you to be focused and to be disciplined and ultimately its potential is less for you being productive but maybe you'll be more productive because you'll use more of the potential that environment has in terms of being inspirational and motivational and therefore overall you'll be more productive but do not make the mistake of thinking you that that somehow the 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 pub or the cafe or the park or wherever it is you work or the open plan office even okay don't make the mistake of thinking that that environment is the most productive environment. It's not. In fact, they're massively limiting in terms of productivity. What they are, however, is where you maybe are more productive and they're not the same thing. So first of all, you need to really get clear on that. It may be that you find yourself more productive when you go to the cafe to work than you do when you stay at home on the kitchen table, even though the kitchen table, for example, is completely quiet and devoid of all distraction, etc. The kitchen table is still the better working space in terms of productivity. You just happen to be working better at the cafe because you're more inspired. I know it's confusing and it's complicated, but I wanted to really clear those two things up because until you really understand that, a lot of people say to me, oh, no, no, you know, I work better when I'm surrounded by other people. No, you don't. You don't, right? I mean, you may work better, but we, one, does not work better when we're surrounded by other people. We work better when we're absolutely on our own. What you mean is, is you are more inspired, more motivated when you're surrounded by other people, and therefore, even though that environment is not as supportive of productivity as the little solo box that we're talking about, you are still more productive than you are in the solo box. So here's the thing. Choose the right environment at the right time for what it is you're trying to do. So when you need to really knuckle down, when you need to focus, when you haven't got the time that you need to to be able to you know, accept the distraction that comes by being out with other people or being in open spaces with other people or going to crowded places or just bustling places or even just the open plan office, when you don't have the time and the luxury to be distracted, then know that you want to get yourself in that box, okay? Get yourself in that box, get your head down. Now, it's a metaphorical box, okay? I don't mean literally, I'm painting this, this terrible picture, right? I don't mean literally you go in this darkened room and everything else. You then want to make that space as inspirational as possible. So you do that by the pictures you put up on the wall, the colours you paint in the room, the furniture you put in there, the computer gear. You know, you see here I'm using a Mac and everything else. I know we have the Mac and we have the PC brigade and everything else. One of the reasons that a lot of people go for Mac products is actually the feeling it gives them. It makes them feel inspired. It makes them feel aspirational. Now, of course, if you're not a Mac person, I know that you don't buy into this, but a lot of Mac people having a Mac, you know, you open the Mac up and it's it feels nice and it feels like you've arrived and does this make sense? So that's also part of your environment, the gear that you're using. You know, if you're using a banged out old, you know, laptop that just doesn't inspire you, makes you feel like you're, I don't know, like a homepreneur, you know, like a hobbyist or something, just working off your kid's laptop or whatever, that may well not be very inspiring. Maybe going out, getting some nice kit is going to be the right thing for you. Of course, don't go out and buy bloody thousands of pounds worth of Mac gear and everything else if you can't afford it, okay? I need you to put your own common sense check on this. But it's that kind of thing. Think about the equipment you're using, the books you write in. I I use quite expensive books. I love notebooks that are expensive. Of course, you can get notebooks for 50p a pound, whatever, right? I tend to go for more expensive ones. I like the leather feeling ones. I like the thick paper. I like the quality of it because it just is part of that environment. Does it make sense? It just stimulates me in a way that makes me feel more productive, more aspirational, 
professional and, and, and more inspired. So think about the environment you're going to work in, okay? So if you already are working in a home office, look around yourself and say, right, is this truly aspirational for me? Go and maybe get yourself a nice, comfortable leather chair. Or if you're not into leather, go and get yourself a nice, nice, comfortable, whatever material chair. Get yourself a nice desk. You don't have to spend millions of pounds or thousands of pounds on this stuff. But maybe, you know, if you're sitting on a chair that you dragged out the bedroom and you're on a desk that you dragged out the garage, and I've seen it all with small business owners, we've done it all ourselves, then maybe get yourself some nice gear that really makes you feel like inspired and everything else. It's a bit like getting a nice business card and that. You know, we, we don't really use business cards, most of us these days particularly, but it's nice to have that really nice quality feeling business card because it makes us feel a certain way and those feelings translate into our behaviours, not just our experience of life, but also, I keep saying, our productivity. So have a look at your environment. Does it inspire you? Look at the pictures on the wall. You know, did you choose those pictures deliberately or are they just pictures that happened to be on the wall before you started? If you're working in your kitchen, you know, look around your kitchen. Is it cluttered and everything else? I knew a lady that worked in a kitchen and her sons kept coming into the kitchen and disturbing her while they were making food and she felt that she couldn't start work until she'd done, you know, the housekeeping on the kitchen and tidied everything up and what have you. So, of course, it's really distracting and really unproductive. She took herself out, got herself an office in a really nice space with lovely views where she could see the grounds. She could go out and have walked around the grounds. Really inspired she was, right? Really inspired by that. And it was a, a move that was really needed in her business, um, even though she'd kind of just happily, to a degree, got by by slogging it out, sharing this, uh, this shared space, the kitchen, with uh, the rest of family and all the crap that comes with that. So really think about it. If you go to the coffee shop, think about the fact that if you go there regularly like all the time, understand that you are being less productive. So if you work purely in coffee shops, for example, then don't be surprised that, uh, that, y- that you will actually potentially be really underperforming and therefore you'll be working hard or you'll feel like you're working hard but you won't be that productive I would uh, definitely advise if you're in the habit of always working in open spaces with other people that includes by the way if you have an office and you're working in an open planned office if you're really used to that and you do it all the time the negative impact of being in that kind of environment is really going to be paying its price across longer time scales you know when you work in it day in day out week in work uh, week out month after month month, you'll find yourself massively underproductive. I mean, I'm going to throw numbers out that are meaningless, really. But, you know, you could be easily half as productive in that environment as you would be in a quiet office somewhere that inspires you. In fact, I've done some uh, exercise on this and some of the stuff we've done recently, actually, in success groups. We look at productivity and how to be more productive and that. And uh, I showed people how they could get twice as much done in half as much time to twice the standard that they were currently doing just by looking at the external environment, but also taking a look at the internal environment in terms of your focus and your disciplines and stuff like that. It's very possible that you are doing half as much as you could do. It's very possible you're taking twice as long to do it even. And it's very possible that your work is way more substantial Standard that it would be, and if, if you did it, unless you took yourself to this much better, much more productive 
space that I'm referring to. For me personally, I mix it up. That's It's as simple as that. If I feel like I'm being a little bit boxed in in my own home and that, if I feel like I need a bit of company, if I'm starting to feel uninspired, I get myself out. I tend to work at the gym. So I've got the gym right there. It's healthy food. I go there, hit the gym, come out, do some work, have some lunch, do a bit more work, maybe go and do a swim, something like that. And I'll go there and I'll do that relatively regularly because it really inspires me to get out. It also kind of forces me to some degree to get, you know, to get fit or do something towards getting fit because I'm in that space. And I love that. But if I went there every single day, I would be half as productive as I am today. Does this make sense? So that's the really important message here today. However, I'm going to talk about two more aspects of your environment that you need to think about. The next one is this, the industry sector that you are in. So this is like a metaphorical environment, okay? This is the environment that you operate in. It's your marketplace. If you are not inspired by the industry sector that you're in, or if you've lost that inspiration that you once had around your uh, industry, then you are never going to be as inspired and motivated as you otherwise would be. It's absolutely imperative that when you're setting up a business, whilst you're doing you know, your business plans and you're doing all the right things in terms of, I'm going to make sure there's a market and I'm going to design the right product that meets a certain need, that solves a certain problem and all this sort of stuff, it's also really important that you really care about that marketplace, that you really care about that industry sector. If you're uninspired by your industry, okay, you are going to really struggle to have the motivation levels that you need need for long enough in order to be productive enough to amount to any real degree of success. So I need you to have a little bit of a check right now and look at your industry, look at the marketplace you're operating in. And I want you to ask yourself, does this inspire me? Does this you know, do I care enough about this to want to graft, to work hard, to do the extra hours, to make the sacrifices that I need to in order to create the success in my business that I want? I had a uh, worked in the industry some years ago, and the truth of the matter was, I loved it for about three years. I was really passionate about helping the people that I was helping in that particular uh, career that I was on, and uh, it got to a point where it sort of chipped away at me. And I'll be honest with you, I started to to, to just doubt, right? Doubt my my connection with that industry. I I I started to lose my motivation around it and everything else, that was the time for me to really do some soul searching and reevaluation. You can fall back in love with your industry, just like you can fall back in love with your spouse or your partner. You just have to go back to what is it I loved about them at the beginning? What was it that inspired me at the beginning? What is it that I love about them now? What is it that I care deeply about right now? What do I want for these people? Does this make sense? Does that stir me enough to re-engage that connection with that industry? Okay, so you can actually, just because you've fallen out of love with your industry, doesn't mean you cannot get back into love with your industry. Do the work. However, if you can't, it may be a call to action to start to reevaluate the industry that you're in and to reevaluate what it is you're actually doing because if you're not massively inspired and motivated by the industry sector that you're in, it's just going to be another job, okay? It's going to get worse and worse. You're going to slog it out. You may even start resenting your business, resenting your market, your industry, even resenting your client base. Okay, the third one is in fact client base. So, You've got your industry sector. Do you still love your client base? Are you still inspired by your client base? Now, this is okay. It's okay. Some people feel really guilty about this. They start off and they, you know, they say they're doing 
I know, let's just say they're helping elderly people, right? They're helping elderly people and they're really passionate about it and they love it. They do it for three years, four years, five years. And maybe there's certain aspects of that client base, maybe... I'm just making this up. Maybe it's, you know, the the money situation. Maybe they don't have the money that they, they want their client base to have in order to be able to level up their business. Uh, maybe certain working conditions. Maybe it's just the client base themselves. They just get tired of the client base, bored of the client base, or the client base just isn't delivering what their business needs it to deliver. Whatever reason, okay? It's okay to level up. It's okay to say, right, I'm going to take my business and I'm going to service another level of client, maybe that a client that's more aspirational, maybe a client that has deeper pockets, a client that maybe just appreciates what it is you actually do more. Does this make sense? I had a client once in one of my masterminds and he felt that basically the client base, he loved his industry sector, he loves what he does, but he felt the client base that he was working with didn't truly appreciate or respect the work that he did as part of the bigger project that these people were working on. Okay, they didn't really respect him and his part that he played in the bigger projects they were working on. Of course, if that is the situation, if he feels that, of course, he's going to really struggle on a number of levels. He's going to struggle to be really purposeful and passionate with what he's doing. Okay, number two, he's not going to feel very rewarded and not really feel very inspired or motivated by what he's doing. And of course, you need all these things to come into play in order to have the long term motivation levels that you need in order to keep showing up and turning up day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, maybe even decade after decade in order to have the success that you want to have. So check your client base. Exactly what I said before about the industry sector. You can fall back in love with your client base. You go back and ask yourself, what is it that I loved about these people originally? What was it that I was drawn to? What problem was I trying to solve? Why did it care? You know, why did I care so much about that? Why did it matter so much to me? Re-engage with those old, th- those old feelings. If, however, it still isn't doing it for you, then it may be time to reevaluate your client base and start looking for the client base that will deliver what you need it to deliver in order to grow your business, but also to inspire you and also to make you feel valued and make, make you feel like you're, you, you, what you do matters and to feel purposeful about what you're doing. So they're the three aspects of the environment I want you to really think about today. Think about the physical environment. We talked a lot about that. Obviously, it's really important. And think about the differences I've said about where you feel most inspired versus where you are actually more productive. You've got to find the right balance there, okay, based on the workload and the productivity that you're trying to put out. Number two, we're looking at the industry sector that you're in. You must be motivated by industry sector. I, not so long ago, I got pretty disconnected from my own industry, um, especially the industry online. I'm quite critical of my industry online, and I really had to do some real soul searching and reconnect with my place in that marketplace because I found myself starting to get a little bit less inspired. Not the stuff we're doing offline, but with the stuff that we were doing online. And uh, I've come back with an absolute fucking vengeance because I took the time to really reconnect with that industry. Client base as well, absolutely important that you are passionate about that client base, that it really inspires you, that you feel valued and everything else. Get these three things in place. You will be motivated. You will have high levels of aspiration. You'll be inspired and you will absolutely be more productive. Those things going together equal the productivity. That productivity is what is ultimately going to make you successful in your business. 
Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please do subscribe if you like this content. You can find me on iTunes, you can find me on Spotify and all good podcast directories. Or, of course, you can go to biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find me there as well. If you want to get more productive, if you are a business that's currently doing five figures, so maybe 30, 40, maybe 50 or 60,000 in turnover, and you want to know what it's going to take to hit 100K or more, more in the next 12 months or less, then get yourself onto my six-figure fast-track webinar and uh, let me share with you what it's going to take to take your five-figure business to 100k in revenue or more in the next 12 months or less. You can go and find that webinar waiting for you right now. It's bigger, brighter, bolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. All one word, fast track. Okay, go and find me there, biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. This week, we have a theme which is all about motivation and productivity. Don't forget to tune in on the next one as well. And uh, let's get you super inspired, super motivated, and super productive. See you next time. Have an awesome one. Until then, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 